Well, welcome everybody. This is um, MRM Healing Tech Boot Camp. So this is our first episode about actually praying for the sick, how to keep your healing, how to um, be led by the Lord, about how to pray for people when you are praying for the sick. I mean, just a show of hands. Obviously, I know you guys are online, but there is there anyone that you know that's sick right now? In your family, friends, coworkers, okay, right? Me, me, okay. I'm sick right now. But how do I, I? I know how to pray for myself, but I was, I was gonna share that I've been also praying for other people. So good. thank you for your teaching me all. Good. Thank you. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. So why, why I'm sharing this is because it's so vital that we let people know that Jesus is the healer. Um. This is not going to be a traditional healing school or a place of, you know, doing certain things, um, certain rhythms or, or laughter or anything of that. This is going to be strategically about discipleship and how we pray for the sick. How do we keep our healing? How do we minister to others when people are sick? Most of the time when I started off praying for the sick was in my first six months of me being a Christian. Miracles and healing signs and wonders are the dinner bell for salvation. If you want someone to believe that Jesus is real, let them get healed. I'm telling you, most of the time, most of the people that have led to the Lord is because of healing, of prophecy, of word of knowledge, of casting out devils. But the number one thing I could say was when I would pray for people to get healed. I've seen hundreds of people healed in Jesus' name. Um, it's a matter of your faith. It's a matter of their faith, right? And the key is we have to stay stirred up in our faith. Most of the people that you pray for don't have faith to get healed, most of even believers don't even have the faith to get healed. Because if they get a touch from Jesus, all that changes. All that goes away. All, I mean, I can't, I've been healed myself by me praying and Jesus healed me. And the countless people. So today I'm going to share a testimony of an of a actual person that got healed from stage four pancreatic cancer. And I'm going to share this because doctors confirmed it. There was another man, Marvin, confirmed it. He was a witness. And God establishes it amongst two to three witnesses, right? So what I want to do before we jump in, I want to pray. Because we need the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the advocate, the teacher to help us learn. I can't teach you all the things about healing. But well, we are going to go deeper in depth and actually it's going to be practical and realistic. And I want you to use this. And I can't tell you how many demonic attacks I had last night. I feel tired. I feel drained. But I'm here because I know the enemy was trying to stop this assignment because he if if the, if Christians know that they can walk in the authority. That people can be healed and set free. Satan's going to have a run for his money. 
because we're going to be clearing out hospitals. We're going to be um, leading many people to the Lord because people get uh, healed and set free. So let's just uh, let's come in agreement in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this time that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him today, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened to know the hope of his calling, that we may know the riches and glory that are in the inheritance in the saints and know the exceeding greatness of his power towards them that believe. Father, we ask you to grant us wisdom and understanding about the healer, the Lord Jesus, and what he paid on the cross and what he shed his precious blood for. For it's the name of Jesus that raises the dead back to life. It's the name of Jesus that opens the blind eyes. It's the name of Jesus that opens the deaf ears. It's the name of Jesus that makes the lame walk. So we know there's power in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, teach us all things. That it wouldn't be I who speaks, but the Spirit of my Father who speaks through me. Father, I give you glory, honor, and power, and praise. Let, let your have your way today, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. So what I'm going to do is like I'm going to share this testimony and then I'm going to share scriptures and then I'm going to go into um, another uh, teacher of, of healing. So I'm not going to always just say about about my experience or how I pray for the sick. I'm going to give other credible sources like Derek Prince, John G. Lake and other teachers of that nature. Okay. So you guys can see my screen, right? Thumbs up. Yes. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Okay. So this testimony is of Glenn. Glenn is a friend of Marvin and how I actually got introduced was through a men's Bible study at a church that I, I recently went to or was a part of. And I felt that urging in my spirit to go and pray for this man. I, I, I didn't know who he was and never seen him before, but I felt in the spirit to pray for him. Even though, you know, we can, we can tend to pray for people afar off, but we don't pray in power or we don't pray effectively or we don't actually believe that they can actually get healed. There's a difference. Why is there churches that operate in healing and manifestations of healing in churches that don't have any of that. There's even churches that even put a healing school, but people don't get healed. Why is that? Is there a lack of faith? Is there a lack of anointing, power? Or is there a lack of compassion and love? You guys tell me, okay? So I'm going to read this story to you. It's a true story. It happened... Um, last year in March. I'm just going to read it from top to bottom. I was introduced to Glenn by Marvin about three weeks ago. This was March 12, 2022. Prior to this encounter, Marvin told me his friend at the men's Bible study had stage four cancer in the pancreas, I believe. In addition, Marvin further told that Glenn's body was made up of 70% metal from all the surgeries he had in the past years. Glenn is a 75-year-old Vietnam veteran that had, that had a traumatic past. He also had neuropathy and blood clots in his kidneys. Every time he went to the bathroom, he would pee blood. 
When Marvin was telling me this, I was moved with compassion by the Spirit of the Lord. I wanted to pray for him and visit him at his house. At first, when I arrived, I felt unwelcome. And his adult children and Glenn's friends looked at me and rolled their eyes at me, questioning me like, who's this guy? It did not matter to me because the Lord Jesus was with me to free this man by the cancerous spirit of death that was upon him. I brought my Bible to read him the scriptures. The Lord directed me to the book of James chapter 5, verse 13 and 16. And now it says in the word of God to proclaim the kingdom of God is at hand when you pray for the sick. Cast out demons, raise the dead back to life, cleanse the lepers. I did exactly how the Holy Ghost directed me. I asked Marvin to give me a bottle of olive oil in the house. The Lord told me to anoint his forehead by using the symbol of the cross. Furthermore, by repeating this process on both of his hands. Then the Lord told me to take off his shoes. It looked like a dead man's foot, purple and black. The skin was tight and flaky. It looked like it was about to ooze from the smallest bit of pressure applied to his leg. I said aloud under my breath, I will walk by faith and not by sight. Once I anointed his head, his hands, his feet with oil, I waited on the Lord to tell me when to lay hands on his head. The presence of the Lord came upon me into my left hand that was raised to the heavens. The Lord told me about the video I watched about Oral Roberts was given divine revelation to pray for people that have cancer. I did exactly what I was discipled by Oral through YouTube that I watched previously that month. I laid my hands on Glenn's head and he felt a lightning bolt go through the top of his neck to the bottom of his spine. He growled in pain when I laid my hands on him. I bound that demon and told him to go back into the deep and tell his master he has failed to take his life. After that, I bent down and prayed for his feet. The Lord brought those feet back to life. Glenn said he never felt tingling in his feet like that in 20 years. I prayed for his leg that was like one to two inches shorter due to a surgery that was, um, that was did upon him during the 1970s. I prayed and his, his leg grew out of the metal plate in his back and, his, and hips that the doctor placed almost 50 years ago. Glenn had a bone popping out of his shoulder by his collarbone. Standing an inch high, it was visible through his t-shirt. I prayed and pushed down that bone to be amended in the precious blood of Jesus. It went completely down. And after I prayed for him, I was in tears. Can you mute, please? Thank you. Oh, sorry. I was in tears because the goodness of God was leading him to repentance. After I prayed for him, I was in tears because the goodness of God was leading him to repentance. He forgave everyone that hurt him in his past. The enemy had no more legal ties to him. The Lord provided a word to me about his unforgiveness. To go back to his neuropathy 
in his feet and his legs. When I prayed for his feet and legs, the skin tone was changing from black and purple to his natural skin pigmentation. I've never witnessed anything like that before. He started to stand taller because his leg grew out because he had been hunched over with his walker. His kids were shocked at what happened and asked me what church I went to. I told them and the Lord gave me a word of knowledge for her. His kids were shocked at what happened and asked me what church I went to. I told them that the Lord gave me a word of knowledge for her depression and I commanded that foul spirit to leave her. Then the peace of God descended upon us. His son, the one who rolled his eyes at me, comes and thanks me for praying for his dad. The Lord gave me a word of knowledge about his shoulder and how he has been hurt by church. The peace and goodness of God fell upon him as well. And Jesus came in that house and flipped it upside down for his glory. Marvin told me the past Sunday on April 3rd, 2022, that Glenn had his results about his cancer levels. It was at 95%, it was at 95% percentile before we prayed. Now it went all the way down to 5%. Also, the Lord cleansed his kidneys. He had no more blood clots or blood when he pees. All glory to my Lord, King Jesus. Now, why I share this with you, because there's a lot of information there. There's the leading of the Holy Spirit. There's obedience. There's um, waiting upon the Lord. There's scripture involved. There's walking by faith. There's not being offense. I'm going to teach you guys how to get into that place. But we have to know first that Jesus is the healer. Christian is not the healer. Jesus used Christian at that moment, but Jesus uses a vessels of honor. He uses vessels that are cleansed and purified and ready to be used for every good work. And I'm going to get you to the place through the power of the Holy Spirit that you guys will be able to pray for the sick effectively and you will see results. Not because of my teaching, it's because I'm just regurgitating i know that's a really gross word to use but i'm regurgitating what i've learned through the word and what i've learned through other teachers of the word and i'm telling you that's why satan was coming after me because he knows if i share this information and you guys get a hold of it and you guys start applying it and using it you're gonna see your whole family flipped for the lord you're gonna see your co-workers flipped for the lord you're gonna see friends and whoever's listening on the other side too you're gonna see that power of God move as he is the healer. So I want to go to Isaiah chapter 53. Now, like I said, I, I didn't share that testimony to say, ooh, look at me, look what I did. I shared that testimony to show you that, that God used a man to pray for all that stuff to leave that man. And he got miraculously healed. Right? These signs shall follow them that believe. And what was amazing is that by that one healing, that one miraculous healing, people started seeing the power of God move and it started bringing even more people to Jesus. 
Now, if I told you what happened at the very end of it, it's a sad story. Because guess what? Glenn lost his healing. He lost his healing. All that stuff miraculously happened to him. But he listened to his friend that was atheist saying it was all in your head. Keep going to chemo. Keep going and doing all these treatments. Even though the doctor says you do not have to do any more treatments. But you see how the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. I can pray for you. I have a healing anointing. I can pray hands and lay hands on you. You can get healed. But you got to keep that healing. You got to fight the devil back. You can't let him steal what God's given you. And that goes even not just for healing, but prosperity. That even goes for promotion. That even goes for marriage. But, but this segment is about healing. So let's go to Isaiah chapter 53. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Yes. So Isaiah 53, verse 5. Excuse me, I got to sneeze. <coughs> Excuse me. Isaiah 53, verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. By the atonement of Jesus' blood upon that cross, we have the inheritance to be healed, to be made whole, to be restored. Okay, I've had personal infirmities in my body. And I had to pray and believe that the Lord would heal me. And he did. Um... I don't think I'm, I'll, I'll share one. I'll share one that happened to me. It was about, it was about two years ago. Um, it was a week before my wedding. I remember that. It was around the end of January of 2021. And I remember I had like this kind of, I believe it was a hernia in my sternum. And it, it started to flare up. It started acting up. And it caused a lot of bleeding down under. And it caused a lot of bleeding where I thought, like, something's wrong with me. Um, I need to probably go to the doctor. And I remember talking to Chelsea about it, kind of freaked out about it. And she's like, maybe you should go get a check just to make sure it's not cancerous. The C word, right? And I didn't, I didn't. I didn't receive what she said. I know that she was being helpful and she was trying to tell me just to, you know, be cautious. But, you know, we talked and, you know, she was supportive of me. And then I remember I went back to work and I remember it was the end of work. And I was kind of I was a little I almost let fear creep in. I almost let the spirit of fear creep in. And I remember the Holy Spirit quickened me and he says, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? 
And instantly I said, you're my healer. So I started walking back and forth in my office after hours and I started praying in the spirit. I thank you, Lord, that I'm healed by your stripes. I thank you that you were wounded for my transgressions. You were bruised for my iniquity. And by your stripes, I am made whole. I thank you that he himself has took my infirmities and removed my sickness and disease. And then I waited upon the Lord while I was praying in the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gave me an action of faith to proclaim, but also to do upon my body. The Holy Spirit said, I want you to smack your stomach. I said, smack my stomach? He's like, I want you to smack your stomach and I want you to tell that hernia to leave you and you to be healed in Jesus' name. So I walked and I said, in Jesus' name, I didn't smack it hard. I just smacked it firmly in faith. I said, in Jesus' name, I command you, hernia, to leave me now. Nothing happened. And the Holy Spirit said, do it again. So I said, okay. I'm walking. I said, in Jesus' name, I command this hernia to leave me and be restored now, instantly. I felt healing. It almost felt like an oil over my head, all over my body. And I knew that moment I was healed. Instantly healed. But what I had to do was I had to guard my ears my eyes and my mouth of what I said about that, that circumstance. And guess what? It hasn't came back since. And when the enemy would try to bring some sort of symptoms that were uh, familiar to that certain hernia, I canceled it. I said, you have to leave. I was healed two years ago in my office by the Lord Jesus. You must leave me now, devil, in Jesus' name. And it would not come back. And I'm sharing this with you because you guys have the same authority. You guys have the same power. You guys have the same anointing. You have the same grace. You have the same God. You have the same Jesus. You have the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That is quickening your mortal body. So don't, do not let the enemy take your healing. You if you saw someone come in your house trying to steal stuff, would you be like, hey, don't, don't, don't steal that. Don't, don't do that, okay? No, you would get in their face and be like, if you don't leave right now, it's going to be a problem. You can't be in my house. Leave now. You got to get bold. You got to get aggressive, okay? The violent ticket by force, right? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It says in Romans chapter 8, let's go here. Romans chapter 8, verse 10 says, And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. So what, if you have the Holy Ghost in you, you got life because of righteousness. Not because of your right doing, it's because he's righteous He's, he's your righteousness. 
in God and that you have the Holy Spirit that is life. You don't have the spirit of death on you. You have the spirit, the author of life in you. Verse 11, Romans chapter eight, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Did you hear that? Did you hear that you have the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead? That's miraculous. That is a true gift from God. We didn't get an imitation of the Holy Spirit. We got the one and only Holy Spirit that even raised Jesus from the dead. And when you can realize that you got the Holy One, you got the Holy Ghost, you got the one that raised Jesus back from the dead in you, you won't let that sickness stay there. You won't let sickness and disease try to creep on you. You won't, let the, you won't let Satan try to steal your healing. You have to realize you got the spirit of life in you because of righteousness. Because Jesus made you right with God, you receive the spirit of life through the blood, through the blood of Jesus. Now, before I get into the deeper teachings does anyone have any questions? This is not, I don't want this to be like a formal thing where you guys just hear me preach. I want this to be interaction. I want this to be dialogue, right? Not monologue. I think I said that clear, but. Um, I just, what resonated when you were saying that was, um, I was listening to uh, Curry Lake out of John G. Lake, he oversees John G. Lake Ministries. And that's what he said, too. He said, like, you have to be bold. He said, you have to be confident. And he said, you have to command it. Like, you have to get really, really, really aggressive with the devil. And I was like, whoa, you know? And that really resonated when you said that as well. And he, you know, and you confirmed it. Because, you know, we can't be like, oh, dear devil, you know. No, like we have to, like the Bible says, the violent take it by storm. Like you don't have to be, you don't have to like scream, but you have to be really, really, really aggressive and like stand and you let the enemy know, you know. And also like don't have unbelief. And also another thing was like, like the traditions of men, Right, like religion. Yeah. But but what is it? Is you confirmed it about just standing. Okay, let's let's get. Thank you for sharing that because I have an analogy. What would you do if someone came in your house and took your newborn baby? Oh, go crazy on him. Okay. Go insane. Okay. (laughs) Like shoot him. (laughs) Okay, that's what you have to do. That baby is life. That baby is the healing that's been deposited in you and that you birthed it out through pregnancy, through birth pangs, and you receive your reward. If you don't take, if you don't take a stand while the enemy's trying to steal your baby, steal your healing, you know the analogy I said, you would go crazy. 
you would fight back with everything you have, right? You would throw the chair, the table, the sink, everything at him, right? Yes, everything. That's everything in my power. That's how you stand against him, exactly. And that's what that's exactly what I got out of this. I was like, wow, it's intense. Yes. The battle. Yes. Because he's there, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And, and I he, take that back. If you have to yell at him, you know, yell at him. <laughs> yes. You do everything. I mean, I have to, I have to yell even out loud at times. For instance, when I do deliverances in my house, demons try to linger in my house. They're not welcome to stay here. Chelsea will be in the living room and I'll go in the master bedroom and I'll feel a presence that's not the Lord. I say, come out. Get out of here in Jesus' name. I bind you. I cast you in the abyss. Get out of here now in Jesus' name. The room shifts. The atmosphere changes. And I come out and Chelsea's like, there's a spirit in our room? I said, yeah, but I got rid of it. We're good. He's gone. That's how we have to be, guys. You do not let the enemy slide for nothing. For nothing. You give the enemy an inch, they will take a mile. And they'll steal your life, too. Do you know how many people have paid for doctors and examiners and prescription drugs because of their sickness? The enemy will, will take your health and then he'll take your finances too. He will make you go broke. What happened to the woman with the issues of blood? She went broke going to all these physicians. But when she touched the hem of his garment, she was made whole. So everything that she lost, the enemy took all her finances and her health, and God made her whole. That means she got restored everything that she lost financially and her healing. Okay. And I want to share one more thing, um, again, regarding... Curry Blake and John G. Lake Ministries and their healing training program. He says, like, even the people that are attending the classes, by the end of the class, they're healed. So I encourage you guys, you're not only learning and being equipped, but you also, you know, are going to be healed. By us sitting under this, you know, we're going to have revelation, but we too are going to be healed of all different types of things. So I wanted to share that with you guys. Yes. Thank Do you guys have for, any questions? Yeah, thank you for sharing. I want to I want to say something. Go for it. Yeah, so I got a couple things going on. And one of them I don't, I don't ask for prayer anymore because when I ask for prayer or I uh, confess what I believe the Lord's telling me about this, this one thing, um, I confess that to a deliverance minister, and it's just, it's just like, that's a demonic thought. And then the other people have been like, well, I'm just looking for a word because I don't, I don't believe God just wants to take it away. He's like, there's a work that there's my part to play. Like, I need to, for example, like, exercise my body, not be lazy. 
because he's already healed me, but I just want like you guys to pray and see if, if God is saying that same thing to you for me. And people just, they just, ah, command. It's like, well, hold on. Like, <laughs> I, you can't even, you're not even listening to me. So it's like, that, that makes, that makes me like, I struggle like with my faith when praying for, for people sometimes because I'm like, well, hold on. Am I, mm-hmm. am I just supposed to command it or, or am I just not really listening to the Lord? Mm-hmm. Is there more to it? Yeah, there is more to it. Like, that's why I believe, like, the Holy Spirit led me to share this testimony. Because there was, like, seven things that took place, and then he got healed. Right? It wasn't just like, come out. Like, how about this one that sounds like, come out in Jesus' name. Unless the Holy Spirit told me that, and that was all I had to say, perfect. I, didn't, I wouldn't have to spend two and a half hours there. I literally spent two and a half hours there before I even prayed for him. I forgot to mention that. When I got to his house, I spent two and a half hours sharing the word with him, sharing testimony with him, learning what, what happened and what, what he's dealing with. And then Holy Spirit started revealing all this secret stuff to me that I would never know. So, yes, Benjamin, I believe at the end of this session, you'll not only be healed, but you'll also be able to pray for people to get healed. That's the whole thing about this boot camp. It's to train you, but also that you get physically fit and have that endurance to fight the devil when sickness and disease and symptoms come upon you. I can't let anything slide, guys. I'm telling you, like as a minister of the gospel, I can't let the slightest food poisoning go away. I can't let the slightest start allergy or or cold symptoms. I have to fight it with the word. So I'm in this battle with you guys. I'm not just like, oh, you know, the enemy can touch all you, but not me. He came after me last night, trying to create fear and anxiety upon me and trying to give me demonic dreams. But I can't let them stop me from doing what the Lord called me to do, his will. I believe... And, and the Lord will also tell us to make personal adjustments, right? Yeah. Like, let's say we're eating too much sugar, yeah. right? Like, he'll say, or he'll say, go exercise, drink water. Like, yeah. he's going to tell you that as well. Like, yeah. if you, to make personal adjustments. I know he's been dealing with me with that, like, yeah. a lot. The Lord dealt with me too about, he's like, hey, you can only have that one sweet thing today. But the rest of the day, I want you to eat clean. So I have to do that. I worked out before I came and preached. You know what I mean? Like I have to take care of my temple, but also I've got to be spiritually fit. But okay, so now we're going to transition. We shared a testimony. We had some dialogue. We shared scriptures. And now I'm going to go into teaching for Derek Prince. So whoever's missing this, I'm recording it for you. So if you guys, you know, can't take the notes quick enough or you miss something, it'll be recorded and it will be published so that you guys can listen to it. You can stop. You can rewind it. You know, all that. That's why we record. So this um, teaching is from Derek Prince. So I'm not going to take credit. It's 
I learned this particular teaching from Derek Prince, and I'm just sharing it with you. Not everything I say is a revelation from the Lord at all times. It's because I've learned and studied under great ministers and great men of great women and men of God that have healing ministries, have healing testimonies and operate um, within the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But we're every believer is called to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So Derek Prince, man, that, that he's from the UK. Um, he's British. And he said that his healing um, services would last between five to eight hours. Now think about that. Five to eight hours. I know healing schools that only go for an hour. And if you stay any longer than an hour, they're like turning off the church lights. They're kicking you out. We have to wait upon the Lord. You can't be so quick to rush God and be like, okay, God, within this 10 minutes, you've got to heal me. You've got to recover me. You've got to restore me. And I'm not going to operate that way because the Lord showed me there ain't no power in doing that. The power comes by building up your faith and knowing that he will heal you, that he will restore you, and that you can pray for others and they will get healed. So like I said, if people are joining in for the first time or whatever the case is, I have this recorded. You can listen to the testimony in the beginning of this podcast and all the things that we've said so far. But this is from Derek Prince. We're going to go to Luke chapter 4, verse 40 through 41. And I believe in this time, God is really raising an army to pray for the sick and they will get healed to clean out hospitals to clean out urgent cares that we would be doing more house visits and really seeing people healed because i've seen it i know that god's gonna do it again and again and again because jesus is the same yesterday today and forever so luke chapter 4 verse 40 through 41 When the sun was setting and all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many crying out, saying, you are the Christ, the son of God. Now, I think that's quite interesting. That anyone that was sick that was brought to Jesus, various diseases, that means all diseases, were healed when Jesus laid hands on them. When Jesus talked to them. When Jesus told those demons to leave. And right after, right? And demons also came out of many. So we know that any sickness and disease comes from the evil one, comes from the kingdom of darkness, comes from Satan. Let's just make that clear. Jesus ain't trying to teach you a lesson and put cancer on you. Jesus ain't trying to show you or teach you a lesson to make you pure or holy. Okay? I need to make that clear because there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that believe that 
And the only wrong doctrine about that is that Jesus is the healer. Jesus is not operating in the Old Testament. He's operating in the New Testament. Yes, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But we're under a new covenant. And this is new covenant teaching. Okay? Also, if you're sick and God gave me the mandate to pray for the sick, but you believe that God put that sickness on you, then I then you'd be contradicting yourself saying, I want you to pray for me, even though God put this on me. Do you see what I'm saying? There's teaching out there that's false. I don't know where anywhere in the Bible where it says that God put sickness and disease on you to teach you a lesson. And people will be like, well, look at the book of Job, Christian. Look at the book of Job. Is that Old Testament? Yeah. Anywhere in the New Testament, tell me when that happens. Or, because I know people will be like, well, how about Ananias and Sapphira? They lied to the Holy Spirit. The consequences, they dropped dead. Or how about Paul? Paul got blinded in the road of Damascus. Did he not get healed right after three days? See, Jesus is the healer. So remember that. Okay. Unclean spirits. Now, I want you to write this down. Unclean spirits. There's four categories for unclean spirits. Please write them down. If you guys are just joining in for the first time, I'll have this recording so you guys can listen to it from start to finish. But the four categories for unclean spirits is a spirit of infirmity, which is a spirit of weakness, a spirit of pain, torment, a spirit of crippling, Crippling spirit, paralytic spirit, a spirit that disables you from walking, people in wheelchairs, people with canes, people with um, the arms, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about, the arm stuff where they use <clears throat> to move around, people with like polio, stuff of that nature. And the last one is the spirit of death. Okay? Now, I'm just covering... These four that Derek Prince is talking about for sickness. Yes, there's multiple other spirits. There's a spirit of anxiety, spirit of depression, spirit of suicide, spirit of fear. I'm not, we're not talking about that today. We're just talking about the spirits that are correlated with sickness and disease. So the spirit of infirmity, the spirit of pain, torment, the spirit of crippling and the spirit of death so when i go and pray for someone i know that it falls in one of those four categories when i pray for the sick now that spirit of death can also be a spirit of cancer because cancer causes death right like when i went to go to the nicu room and i prayed for that baby and the doctor said pull the plug on her I knew in the corner was a 10-foot black entity that was a spirit of death. I seen it for a glimpse second within the spirit, not with my physical eyes. In the spirit, I knew something was sinister in the corner trying to kill that baby. And when I rebuked that 
that spirit to leave, it did leave. Right? And then the baby got healed. But the thing is, if the parents are opening up the door to the, to the enemy and not praying over the baby and not all these things, that, that spirit will try to come back. It will try to cause sickness and disease. Do you understand that when we pray for people, you do get healed. But doesn't mean that Satan won't try to bring that sickness back on you again. Doesn't mean that he'll try to seduce you, manipulate you, or control you saying that you are still sick. You are still filled with this disease. Look, those symptoms came back. Look, you didn't really get healed. That's what he is. He's a liar. That's what he does. He will lie to you. He's done that from the beginning. He did that to Eve and all through mankind, right? You can't believe the lie. You must know the truth. So, for instance, like a crippling spirit would be related to scoliosis. Someone that has curvature in the spine. Now, this is not my teaching. I teach half of it, and now I'm sharing about a credible source that has multiple healings under his ministry, Derek Prince, right? So he said that scoliosis is a crippling spirit. See, the thing is, if we get more strategic, if we get more militant-minded when we're going against the wiles of the devil, we will know how to overcome him. Right. Have you noticed like when you have people pray for you, you'll get like two, you'll get either two, two types of Christians. You'll get a Christian that kind of prays a basic prayer of healing over you. Doesn't mean that it can't work because I've seen that. I've seen little kids pray for people and say, in Jesus name, be healed and they get healed. Right. Because the power in the name it's the it's a childlike faith. But when you can get strategic and go to the root core of why that person's sick, I'm telling you, you're going to be more effective. And that's through spending time with the Holy Spirit. That's spending time in the scriptures, learning from other teachers, and then applying it in everyday life. Okay. So, usually, also there is um, other... Characteristic and attributes of a spirit of death upon somebody. Or when someone has a premature death. They died before their time. They, they, like there's people that I know in my family that died in a car accident at 18 years old. Was that God's will for them to die? Absolutely not. Was that Satan's agenda to kill them? Absolutely. There was some woman that I was supposed to pray for. That had stage four cancer about two weeks ago. I did everything in my mind. I prayed. I fasted. I tried. I went to go visit the house. I was trying to go visit the hospital. And Satan made every. (laughs) He made every bit of distraction upon that family for not letting me go in and pray for that woman. I knew in my heart she would have been healed. And guess what? They never hit me back up. They never reached out to me. I tried multiple times. She ended up passing away. She died. 
She died prematurely. She died before her time. And it didn't have to be so. But if we let Satan run us around, run us around with every doctor visit, with every physical therapy, with every prescription drug that we have to go refill and not be in the word of God, in his presence, in a place where we can get healed by the divine healer, the Lord Jesus Christ. Satan will run you around until you're no more. Then he doesn't have to deal with you. On to the next one. Now, do, am I against doctors? No. Am I against nurses? No. God put them on the earth for a time such as this. And I believe that God has so much mercy that he send doctors and nurses for people that don't believe in him or don't have faith in him. That he's still merciful, that he still tries to help his creation get healed. Right? Okay, I'm going to carry along. So I'm just going to get in a, in a deep place with that. I ain't trying to go. So these are attributes and characteristics of a spirit of death upon someone. Premature death, morbid Darkness, a negative outlook on life, black clothes. Now, I'm not saying black clothes are, are demonic. I'm just saying when someone's always fully dressed in, in dark clothing and dark eyeshadow, dark lips, there's a spirit behind that, okay? And which equals a spirit of death. So I'll, I'll say it again. Premature death, they're morbid. You get morbid thoughts. You get intrusive thoughts, Darkness, you feel like this heavy cloud, this, this negative energy, right? That the world would say negative. You have a negative outlook on life. You wear all these dark clothes. You always want to be in the darkness. You always turn off your lights. You just want to be in the dark. Now, there's nothing wrong because sometimes I can't stand these lights. They give me a headache. You know, I'm at work and I'll, I'll turn the lights off. But when I, you constantly want to be in the darkness, there's something. There's something there. That's trying to keep you there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. All right, let's go here. So when you have a spirit of death around you or amongst you, you tell that spirit of death to leave you in Jesus' name. And I usually do this. I usually declare this scripture when I feel that spirit of death trying to come upon me, trying to come upon a family member. Um, I usually declare Psalms. 118, verse 17. I'll say it again. Psalms 118, verse 17. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I had to break the power of my words a few years ago and even now about Speaking death over me, saying, oh, I'm not going to live to be old, or I'm sick and tired of this, or man, I wish I could just leave or go. You don't understand the power of your words. It says life and death are in the power of the tongue, right? And it says, whatever you confess, paraphrasing, you're going to eat the fruit of it, okay? So you speak in life, you're going to eat the fruit of life. If you're speaking the, the fruit of death, you're going to eat the fruit of death. It's going to be poison to you, Okay. All right. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So Psalms 118 verse 17. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Okay. Also, I'm going to go to Mark 16 verse 17. 
And these signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Why do you, why, I mean, you're probably asking yourself, Christian, you always quote the Great Commission. You always talk about the Great Commission. Well, guess what? Most of our life is supposed to be the Great Commission. Like you work 40 hours a week, most of your life is working. But when we work unto the Lord, this is our mandate. This is our, um, this is our proclamation. This is our um, job title or job assignment and what we're supposed to do. And most of the church, not all of it, has been lazy and has not been doing the Great Commission because, first of all, they don't pay the price of the anointing. They don't pay the price of spending time with the Lord. They don't pay the price of dying to self. They don't pay the price of going out there, sacrificing their time, their effort, their money to see people saved, delivered, set free, born again, water baptized. And I'm just going to be honest with you. You won't see it in your life if you don't sacrifice, if you don't take the time to really grow with the Lord. There's, there's no shortcut. I'm going to tell you that right now. There's no shortcut to the anointing. There's no shortcut to um, receiving miracle signs and wonders with the Lord. You have to pay the price. But thank God that Jesus paid that price for us and we get to walk into it. And what we're sacrificing is our life. We're denying ourselves, picking up our cross and following him. We're dying daily upon the cross. We are crucifying our flesh. That's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. Okay. So, and also the Lord kind of showed me, and this is kind of like with healing and with deliverance. The Lord showed me that the Holy Spirit pulls unclean spirits out of people like a magnet. Now imagine that, like a magnet, like when you have a magnet and you touch it to metal, it'll just, it'll grab it, right? It'll hold it. Like, the magnet is stronger than what the force or what the material is, right? And the Holy Spirit said to me, gave me this revelation, the greater force will drive and pull them out. Do you see that? That's why we need the Holy Spirit to cast out devils. So, a lot of times people are sick, it's because they need a deliverance too. There's a devil in there that's causing sickness and disease. And what the Holy Spirit does is when we lay hands, the Holy Spirit grabs it like a magnet, drives it, pulls it out of that person. Hopefully that makes sense. But the Holy Spirit showed me that with one person that I prayed for. And I felt like literally my hand was stuck on their head and I could not pull my arm off. But then we ended up, I ended up driving out those demons out of that person. So, all right. With the last five minutes, does anyone have any questions, anything they want me to cover before we end uh, today's episode one 
of Healing Tech Bootcamp. Anybody? Okay. Christian. Yes. Um, I know you. Can you just do like a quick, like, overview, like a one-minute overview, like what you said, like, um, if you can, if not, no worries. Yeah, I'll try to do the best I can. So pretty much what we did was I talked about. A testimony that I'm sharing with you that this man got healed from stage four pancreatic cancer. Doctors confirmed it. There was another witness and I prayed for him and I went through this whole um, this whole testimony that I written down. This happened a year ago. Also, I talked about how healing is for today. I've also explained how I got healed. No one laid hands on me, but the healer laid hands on me and delivered me in my office at ASU. I also talked about how I talked about Isaiah chapter 53 and talked about how Jesus paid the price for us to be healed. It is our inheritance to receive healing with anything else, with prosperity, with salvation, right? It says deliverance is the children's bread, right? So I, I, I've definitely, I covered that. Then I also talked about how, um, how praying for people that are sick, I've mostly led more people to Christ that way than any other way. And I believe God's wanting to do that in these end, in these end times. And I, I told everyone that was participating that was here with a raise of hands, how many people do you know that are sick? And everyone raised their hand. So that means as Christians, we're not doing our job. Right. We need to see these people healed. We have the power through the Holy Ghost. Right. And I, and I read Romans chapter eight verse. Uh, I believe it was Romans chapter eight, verse 11 and 12. How we have the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Um, I said, once you realize that the Holy Spirit is in you, you will not let that sickness and disease prevail over your life. I said, if Satan was trying to steal your newborn baby, how would you fight back? Mom said she would go eight on them. And so you got to get aggressive. You got to really push back, right? It says in the kingdom of heaven, the violent take it by force. So I covered that. Then I also shared about Derek Prince and his teaching. And I went over that about um, the four unclean spirits, such as the spirit of infirmity, pain, crippling, and the spirit of death. Um, and... Overall, we just talked about certain issues about that God will put in your heart to change certain or certain characteristics or, or certain habits that you have that are maybe making you ill or sick. Like I, I know that the Lord spoke to me today. He says, Christian, you can have that one sweet thing, but the rest of the the rest of the day, I want you to be clean. Like before I even came on this uh, on the Zoom call, I was working out. So I'm, I'm constantly taking care of my body. Right. As a temple of the Holy Spirit. But also I'm rebuking the devourer from stealing my healing as well. So that's kind of a two minute, three minute synopsis of what we carry today. But I recorded it. I will publish it tonight so that you guys can further listen to it. Take notes, pause it, rewind it 
or whatever you need to do or share it with somebody that needs to hear it. So that's all I have for you guys today. All right, Alice, can you um, repeat that question again, please? Sure. So what if you try and you approach someone and you want to lay hands on them and for healing, but they're unbelievers and their response is, well, then why is there doctors mm. and do not believe that you can heal them? Yeah, so that, that's a powerful uh, question. So what I so really <laughs> I'm going to say this and I'll probably get persecuted for it, but a lot of. Um, Lord, how do you want me to say this? God is so merciful that he sends doctors and nurses and pharmacists and all these and all these um, people that work in the healthcare uh, industry for unbelievers. If we didn't have these people, a lot of people would be dead. But the thing is, all those people could be healed by Jesus, but it's their faith. So when I go to an unbeliever and they say, well, why is there doctors and why is there this and that? I'd be like, for the strict instance that you don't believe that Jesus can heal you. And Jesus is that merciful that he brings people. Right. It says that Luke was actually a physician, too. Think about that. Luke was a physician, but also prayed for people when they got healed, too. Right. So I always like to tell them, well, if you don't believe it or you don't think it can happen, let me pray for you. What's the worst that can happen? Nothing. And then that's when it's an act of your faith to pray for them. And then they do get healed. And then they're like, and they usually cuss every time I've prayed for people that are unbelievers. They always say, what the F? That's, that's the number one thing I hear all the time. I'll pray for them. What the F? What the F just happened to me? Yeah, Jesus touched you. He healed you. Isn't that awesome? Do you believe in him now? <laughs> you, can't, you can't deny it when you do that. You can't. That's right. You can't. I've you're, seen it too many times. You're right on. You're spot on because when I wanted to pray over my sister because of her ear, yeah. and that was her response, not believing, and I was just like, okay, God, I need an answer. Help me. Mm-hmm. And the one word I heard was, unbelievers like it's for the unbelievers yes. and i thought you just said that you just confirmed yep. that my that i was listening to my holy spirit that's what it was yeah. telling me it's for the unbelievers yeah. thank you for that you're welcome i would say about 98 percent of the people i prayed for were unbelievers and even christians that didn't believe in healing <laughs> that's the crazy part but see, you can only go so far. I'm going to share this. This is a, this is a little uh, hidden, hidden wisdom here. Once you've been a believer for a long time and you still haven't picked up the concept of Jesus is the healer. How do I say this, Holy Spirit? Um, it takes a lot longer for you to receive your healing. I've noticed um, unbelievers get healed like that. Um, baby Christians get healed like that. It's the, it's the Christians that have been Christians for so long. And they dealt with the sickness so long. And they've had other people pray for them so long that they've never 
understood that Jesus could heal them and they could actually have this encounter with the Lord. I've had it. I've had it. I've had it happen to me. So I know. But I'm also about praying for people, too, because God has given me a healing anointing. And and that's besides the case. I'm supposed to pray for the sick regardless, just like you are. There's no there's really not a difference from me praying for someone to get healed and you to pray someone to get healed. Alice. Yes, Brother Roger. It's interesting that you touched on this because um, what's today, Monday? Late mm-hmm. last week, um, I was doing a study and I was brought to some scripture references about the purpose of doctors. And um, the one scripture reference that I kept coming back to was uh, Matthew 9 and 12. Mm. But when he heard he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick and then it goes into, it carries into Mark 2, 17. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Now, I'm going to give you a, uh, a natural answer as well as a spiritual answer. Because naturally, I come from my background in healthcare. I was a, therapist, I was a physical therapist for mm-hmm. about six years. And I saw a lot of cardiac uh, rehab patients for those six years as well. What I've learned is the thing was the mentality of how people thought mm-hmm. and what they spoke over themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and secondly, yes, with the diet, yeah, meaning maintaining your well-being by the foods that you put in your body, you have to monitor that as well. And I've seen many people share with me throughout the years when I did that profession about how they kept coming to the altar praying for the same thing for blood pressure, for diabetes. Some of it, yes, understood the genetics. Can't do anything about it. But of course, it can be controlled by changing some things of lifestyle. But then there are those who kept doing the same routine thing, not only eating bad, but also what they spoke over themselves. Right. So one of the things, and I'll give you really quick, because uh, I know time is up, um, there was a couple that, uh, I know a lady that came to the hospital, and her husband married almost 55 years. And she came with her mind, said she had a, a cardiac arrhythmia. And um, obviously, I was assigned to take care of her <clears throat> by her bedside. Now, her husband was a very genuine guy, a lovely gentleman. He always complimented me on the colors, rubs I wore. I don't know why. <laughs> but anyway, um, I asked her this question. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse. I'm just a, a physical therapy tech, not even a, a full-fledged physical therapist. I'm just there to do bedside exercises, manipulation, but of course, incorporate, you know, things that, because I was a clinical nutrition too. So I asked her this question. I said, what is the thing that you want most at your life right now? And she said, Roger, I want to dance at my daughter's wedding. Mm-hmm. I said, when is, the, when is your daughter's wedding? And she said it was, I think it was like three months from now. I said, you, do you believe that you can get there? Mm. Do you believe that you'll be able to answer? And she said, yes. Okay, because you believe, mm-hmm. you're going to get there. And I'm going to make sure you keep that mindset. Fast forward, she checked out about a month and a half later. And she said she's going home on, you know, and didn't know whether or not, um, it was going to occur. Mm-hmm. Well, who, who would have thought four months later 
uh, they come back in the hospital, you know, like the nurses track me down. Roger, Roger, you need to come to this lady looking for you. And I said, who, who? And it was her and her husband. Mm-hmm. And she came back in tears and crying. And she showed me a picture of her at her daughter's wedding. Mm-hmm. And her and her husband were dancing. And the mom was dancing with the new son-in-law and everything and so forth. Wow. And she said this to me. Thank you, God. She said, my faith healed me. Wow. Come on. She said, the Lord gave, the Lord put you in my life for a reason. And he knew who to send. Mm-hmm. To just give me that, that, that precious time. And even though our time was short spent, I appreciate you spending every day along with the other nurses. And I said, all glory to God. So good. And it's because you believed it. You know, and I asked him, I said, continue to pray for God to surround you around people mm. who want the best for you. Mm. And the fact that your loving, loving husband, 55 years, was stuck by your side throughout all of this, the woman had a clean bill of health, never had another issue again. Glory to God. And so I, I share people about the ability to heal, it's not just by touching. Mm-hmm. It's even just a simple words because even if we are walking, you know, if we're walking in the spirit of Christ, mm-hmm. people within our presence are much showing up. And if we know that God is put within us, mm-hmm. a lot of times people can get receive that healing even before we touch them. Yeah, it's all about our mindset. Yeah, and also incorporating the purpose of taking in the right things into our eye gates. Even things when we watch what we hear, because so many things in today's world are important to make us sick. Mm-hmm. So I just want to share that as an example. And that is, that's what physicians are for. They they go there and you ask them for their purpose of why they do this. Mm-hmm. And it's because many of them, more than some, want to see people well. If they have a true heart for God, their, their objective is, is to ensure that they're not just given medication or surgery, but also... Be the advocate and representative for Christ. Yeah. And I feel that's the, that's the purpose of why doctors are here. That's why nurses are here. That's why physical therapists. God appointed those people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they truly been sent by God. Those doctors have the most profound effect on people's healing. So I just want to share that. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, because like we need uh, we need more Christian doctors and nurses and surgeons. Because, yeah, they can use the, you know, medical practical side of it, but they also can give the wisdom of God that, hey, the true great physician is Jesus. So glory to God. Um, thank you guys for attending and thank you guys for being here. I know it's a Monday and but guess what? The more you sacrifice, the more you learn, the more you grow, you're going to become strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And also, too, is that uh, the next uh, MRM healing tech uh boot camp i think the next teaching i'm gonna gonna teach about is john g lake so like i said i i share what what i've learned in my experience and then i also share other teachers so this one was about Derek prince and the next one's gonna be john g lake so i'm not gonna pray for anybody in particular what i want to do is like i want you to i want you to build your faith in this I want you to meditate upon the scriptures that we listened to today. I want you to do your own research as well, okay? Because I can't teach you every week about healing, but doesn't mean that you can do next week and, you know, find someone 
or we can share it with other people that are have a healing ministry, or whatever. And then the next week, you know, I, I can teach, and so just constantly be feeding about how healing is for today. So, um, Roger, could you pray us out? All right. Gracious and merciful, loving Father, we come before you this evening, and we give thanks and praise to the Lord that you allow us, Father, to commune together, to not only take in the uh, understanding and teachings of our dear brother, your son, Christian, but had given him the gift to orate this uh, knowledge and this lesson on tonight, Lord, for us to understand the purpose and that you're good for healing. Not just for us to carry the gift for Lord, but to do it in such a way that honors you. Yeah. And so tonight we pray, Lord God, that uh, what was deposited into each and every person on this virtual call resonates not only throughout the course of the rest of this evening, but carries on forth throughout the remainder of the days in which, Lord God, each of us will learn it, grasp it, conceptualize it, take it in, and use it to the maximum in what you have given us to get to do. And Father, may each and every one of us have an experience with you, not just for visitation purposes, Lord, but after an extra day, allow us, Lord, to experience you on a whole other level, especially in a season and a time such as this. And we pray for each and every household represented on this call that your anointing cover each and every doorknob and every window seal and every vehicle driven to and from. As for our heart, we pray for healthy hearts, uh, functioning systems, and organs, Father. Give us all clarity to focus well on our positions within our finances, within our careers, within our jobs, as well as the rearing of our children, for those who have and for those who aspire to have children. Work to be an example for those, Lord God, for the youth and young generation coming up in such a time as and we repent right now before we go to sleep tonight about we repent of every sin, things that have entered our thoughts, anything that entered our ideas, anything that we heard audibly, Lord, that was offensive to you, that breathes the Holy Spirit, Father, we cast those things away. And we pray that every spirit of iniquity and toxic thing be cast into the abyss. And that we pray, O oh Lord, that any principality, ruler, in high wicked places, Lord God, shall not prosper against us, and no spirit of retaliation shall come upon us. We give you all glory, all praise, in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you guys for attending, and um, don't and don't be uh, shy about sharing this with others, because people need to know that Jesus is the healer. And if you feel like, oh, you know, I don't have the confidence or whatever, share it with them. Have them listen to it. I mean, it doesn't hurt for them to hear the word of God and hear testimonies. That's how faith comes, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So, love you guys. God bless and uh, thank you. God bless you. Talk to you guys bless later. You. All right. Bye.